Merry Christmas time and fathers and mothers and Halloween. It's uh, our holiday mashup single uh, in honor of the latest movie on the Netflix and Kill roster. Bing, 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 bing. Bada bing. Holidays. <laughs> Holidays. Holidays. Who's got them? Who wants them? Who's having them? <laughs> <laughs> Who's having them? Who's having them? I'll have what she's having. Christmas cheer with Seth Green. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say, I'll have what she's having. Demonic babies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those in this movie. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are scared of pregnancy, which is and fair. I don't blame them. No, it's scary. You don't know what's yeah. going to pop out. Irish snake. A hand. A giant ass man. Or what What else? Weird hairdos. Oh yeah, Danny Zuko hair. Although I think he was the papa. The horror is real life and giving birth to a snake. <laughs> the horror is consumerism, am I right? But I'm, I'm a 90s comedian. I'm scared of genitals, babies, and commercialism. Yeah. I was trying to think of a Jerry Seinfeld joke to make What's there. the deal with satanic snake babies? <laughs> Do they always have Danny Zuko hair when they come out the womb? Oh, don't you hate it when your bitch wife kills her asshole boss? <laughs> What's the deal with that? <laughs> He's oh, got blood on my new carpet. I want to start out with a thank you to Allie B on Twitter who recommended this to us. Thank you so much. I actually really love it when people recommend us movies because it helps narrow down, you know, there's a lot to choose from on Netflix, mm -hmm. so it helps narrow it down. Also, yeah. based on, like, the polls that you did in Halloween, like, people have good taste. The people who yeah. follow Netflix and Kill, like, pick good shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm always afraid people are gonna, I don't know, want us to watch, like, horrible stuff, which I'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. I'll do it for y'all. I, I will, will in but, some cases. But, like, Bye Bye Man? Sure. Not Terrifier. Oh, we're watching the No, Bye I've Bye already Man watched Terrifier. I just want to rip it to shreds. I know, but, like, ta take it talking down. about, like, watching it for the podcast. I mean, I do, I do Terrifier, because I have a lot to say on that. Exactly. No. But that's not even on Netflix anymore, yeah, so we get God. we get an excuse to refuse that. Tom Six Honestly, and I don't think there's anything movie. on Netflix anymore that I would, like, refuse. Yeah. But yeah. there are things I'd rather do than others. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so Holidays is an anthology film made up of several different shorts centered around different holidays, which is, in and of itself, a really clever idea. You know, I always loved anthology horror films because it's just, like, I don't know, they're easy to pay attention to because, like, if you don't like one short, there's gonna be another one that may mm -hmm. be good. And, like, w in most cases, even, like, the worst anthology films I've seen, there's always at least one good short. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it's a good way for um, up-and-coming directors to get started. Or I... Kevin Smith. <laughs> or oh Kevin Smith. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, Kevin. But, um, uh, yeah, all around, I was really excited to watch this, and overall, I really enjoyed it. I had fun. I had a lot of fun watching this one. I laughed out loud so often like i cackled yeah. a lot yeah. yeah it it has a very like comedic tone overall i feel like they're definitely not taking themselves too seriously no but there are also some that like legit terrifying and legit just had great stuff yeah yeah so mm. let's get in 
to it. The very first one was Valentine's Day. Oh, this one was pretty good. It was a yeah. good opener. Happy Valentine's Day. On today's Valentine's Day schedule, we have a high school girl who is bullied by her peers and falls in love with her swimming coach, who's also needing a heart transplant. And when the other girls organize a talent show, they make fun of this girl, saying, well, what what are you going to do to help him if you have such a crush on him? Are you... We're doing a talent show. What do you do? Your dad killed himself. Just pepper that in there. Yeah. Um, I will pepper in the fact that your dad committed suicide. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the bully acting is, like, maybe the most overacted bully I've ever seen, but it works somehow. That kid was giving 1,010%, and I support her. I want her to have an Oscar. Somehow Mm -hmm. it just fits with the tone of this. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And then at... Spoilers? At the end? Yeah, yeah, we'll do spoilers. Okay, at the end of the day, even though your coach gave you a valentine out of pity, uh, you will still go out and cut the bully's heart out and give it to him as a Valentine's Day gift. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Go home and eat your chocolate and new human heart. True love. True I, love. I like to think that after it cut and went to, like, the the card for, like, what, what the, uh... uh it, for like what who like directed it and stuff i like to think that after they cut he's like i'm calling the police <laughs> i bet that's probably what happened like she probably got like hauled off well there was just a lot of really small things are this one's definitely more grounded in reality than probably all the others mm-hmm. this was the most grounded in reality this one is written um, and directed by kevin kolsch and dennis widmeyer and it's called it's just valentine's day i think they're yeah. just called what the holiday they yeah, are they are I liked this one a lot, like, the visual style, whenever the girl would start fantasizing about the the gym teacher was hilarious, because, like, yeah. the music would swell, the lighting would get so much warmer, and he'd, like, suddenly have, like, this big smile on his face, or, like, whenever she was in the locker room reading, like, the Valentine, the, the lights would turn red, like, it was almost going to be a musical yeah. number. The lighting mm-hmm. in this was really good, yeah. and I like some of the smaller details, like, so the coach, he's not attractive. <laughs> it's just a all. guy. Yeah, he just looks. He's like he just looks like a sad middle-aged, you know, coach who works at a high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's bad at his job, by the way. Yeah, because you know, usually when you think of like those hot for teacher scenarios, it's like oh, some young guy. So I kind of, I actually really like that that wasn't the case here. But she just chooses to see mm-hmm. the best in him, and it's like it's like such an odd choice. But she was an odd girl, so it kind of works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just a very charming little short, and then and I thought it was. Um, it fit the, the holiday. Yeah, the mm-hmm. lead actress I thought was great. Mm-hmm. She plays the right balance of like pitiful and creepy. Her yeah. smile at the end when she's yeah. just holding out the heart and the music swelling is just charming. I I love it. I, I think know. it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack for the whole film, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I thought this when we. We're going to watch the film. I thought this was one of those old um, knockoff slasher movies from the 70s following Halloween, because that's what the poster looks like, or just they made a slasher about everything. So mm-hmm. I thought that's what this was. I didn't know it was, like, so recent. Yeah. Yeah. But they do kind of play up the, like, the music, at least, has, like, kind of the synth mm-hmm. kind of stuff, so. But yeah, this one I, I liked a lot because it fit the aesthetic of the holiday, like, it it was very Valentine's inspired with the heart imagery and like it took place on Valentine's Day, um, so I I really enjoyed it. Like mm-hmm. there were some where it was like the aesthetic was a little off. It didn't really feel like the holiday. Because one thing I like is when 
horror movies take a holiday and they capture the feel of it, but they give it, like, a little twist. Like, Krampus feels like a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. but it has a twist. Yeah. Um, Trick or Treat feels like a Halloween movie with a twist. Something I've never really come to reconcile with, with the movie Halloween, is it kind of, sort of, has that Halloween feel, but not really, for it's, me. It's not really a movie about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that it takes place on Halloween, it's more about the fact that there's an escape killer on the loose. And, yeah. And not about, like, the Halloween spirit. Right. Yeah, it's right. more about the killer coming to your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yep. That feels like a Halloween movie to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, that one's about consumerism, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, our... Are we wrapped up talking about Valentine's Day? What'd you guys think of it? Um, Loved it. I I thought it was cute. <laughs> despite the fact that it was fucking weird, I still thought it was kind of cute because like. But I mean, compared to the other shorts in this film, it I that just feel like it was dry. Dry. It was grounded. pretty tame. Yeah. Yeah. Cut. Cut and dry. Like she <laughs> cut out the heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too many puns this time. Um, yeah. No, I, I didn't I, have the heart to tell you it was a bad pun. <laughs> Okay. It was a good time. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, God, Easter. Uh-oh. That one, Transition. That's not next. Right, right, right. It is? No, it's not. Oh, no, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. That's right, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so St. Pat... Can you do an Irish accent? St. Patty's Day. Nope. St. Patty's Day. I gotta... Well, the quote I used to, like, try to get into an Irish accent is from The Quiet Man. Here's a nice stick to beat the lovely lady. Um, happy... St- nope. What was the thing about the tapestries? That's Scottish. Oh, okay. Tapestries. How dare you? If you are a baron, then I am Mickey Mouse. (laughs) That's more German. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Spin the wheel of accents. See what I do next. You'll never know. The St. Patrick's Day short was directed by Gary Shore. Um, Did he write that too? I am looking on the Wikipedia for page writers. Yes, he wrote this one too. I think they all wrote and directed. They did. Nice. No, there was one. There was one that was written by different people than the right, first one was right, directed right. by. I actually think that I think was it was the Mother's Day one, right? Christmas no, one too. Uh, it was yeah. a, I think it might have been the Christmas one. Either that one or the very last one. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, the, so the St. Patrick's Day one is um, about this woman who's a school teacher and she really wants to get pregnant, but there's this really weird girl that's in her school and uh she kind of acts really aloof um and the girl like you know she's sitting alone at at recess and the teacher comes up at one point and says you know if you smiled a little more i feel like things would be better for you and uh (laughs) later on she's just constantly smiling and it's really creepy but um she leaves this like like a woven snake. Yeah, it's like wicker, kind of. It's like a wicker snake that she leaves on her desk, and it says... She, she leaves it with a note that's like... Um... It's like, if you get your fondest wish, I will smile. Yeah. Something or like that. Some, it's like, the happiest... I don't remember, but it's like... It's literally saying, like, wish for the thing that you want the most, and I will be happy. Is what it... I think is what it said. Um... And, uh, so she wishes to be pregnant, she finds out she's pregnant, um, and, uh, she goes, she goes to the, the, the hospital, and apparently they said, they say that she's, 
pregnant with a reptile. <laughs> and she's How did the nurse describe it? It's like, you know, I can't, let me, she, do you know the movie Rosemary? Scottish. She's like, she's like Rosemary's Guess what, baby. you're getting Scottish. You know the movie Rosemary's Baby? <laughs> it's like if it was that, but a snake. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. She's so straightforward about it, too. <laughs> she's pretty casual about it. She's like, yeah. you're pregnant with a devil's reptile, son. Would you like a pass for the, the parking lot? Yeah, but like, it's like really casual the way she describes it. And then she like, you know, she like keeps the baby and like, she's she's like pregnant with this baby for over a year. Yeah, a really is, long like, time. And she's like fucking swollen up to like the it's size so of a gross. beach gross. You can see like the veins in it. Gross. Oh yeah. Okay. And the close-ups on it is so gross. And like, she induces birth by putting a mouse on her stomach while she's sitting in the bathtub, and then waiting for the snake to crawl out to eat it. And it's fucking gross. And so she, so she has the snake baby, but then it wanders off, and she's like passed out in her bathtub. And then when she wakes up, the girl from her classroom is. In her bathroom, staring at her, and then, like, the little girl leads her out into this field. And you don't really know what the heck is going on at this point, because, like, it does a smash cut to, like, outside the field, and there's, like, people wearing, like, horse head masks. And, I don't like, think those are masks. Rabbits. I think they're humanoid animal people. They look like masks, though. They do like look masks. like masks, but I think that they're, like, when they close up, I looked more closely, and I'm like, no, that dude just straight up has a hamster head. Okay. Okay. I mean, there was someone, and they were, like, their head was, like, wrapped in a scarf and a bunch of other stuff, but, mm -hmm. like, so, like, the, the well, girl leads her outside into the field, and, like, there's this guy, and she's like, so this is your dad, huh? And then, it, like, it, like, zooms in on his hair, and she goes, huh, Danny Zuko, motherfucker, <laughs> or something. Well, because earlier, there's this constant theme of her friend sending her voicemails, and she's like, oh, you had us... Crazy St. Paddy's Day, that guy you went home with looked like Danny Zuko. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, then he comes back and I guess he's also in on it, mm -hmm. the whole. Yeah, so, like, he's, like, the, I, I don't know, because he's, like, wearing a jacket with a snake on it, and, like, he's got Danny Zuko hair. You never see his face, but I'm trying to remember, like, the beginning of it, it's, like, I think he's, like, one of the snakes that St. Patrick banned out of Ireland or something. I think so. Um, but, like, so, like, she gives birth to a snake and it's in the field and, like, all these people are, like, holding it up and, like... And then, then he's <laughs> a ghost, like, she'll never go for it. She'll never be its mother. And yeah. she's like, fuck you, I love my snake boy! <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like... <laughs> She's like, he's beautiful. Yeah, he's like, she's like, I didn't expect him to be so. He's like, oh, hideous, right? And she goes, beautiful. And then it zooms in on him, and it's a fucking alien-faced, like, snake with Danny Zuko. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's one of the funniest images I've ever and seen. And then, like, as it ends, like, she's, like, she's like carrying, like, the Danny Zuko baby and, like, holding it. And, and singing. Like, and, and, like, it keeps like freeze framing on like stuff of her like holding it and like laughing and stuff and it's really ridiculous but i do think the other people were like also half human half animal hybrids that Probably. were born and then they're like oh man 
school teachers they seem to be pretty long like. yeah yeah because they mentioned they're like this will happen again and again and then at the end there's like a new teacher who comes in she's a nun yeah and like so like she ends up with one of the snakes too and so so yeah the, and then it ends and it's like uh, mom's a muggle that's a snake <laughs> a big shock for her when she found out <laughs> I know. oh yeah it was i this one was crazy. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it just because it's so weird. Remember that scene where she just goes to the baby store and just like shoves her face into the baby like onesie? And like the retail lady's like, Can can I have that? Can I have that? And she's like, No. She's like no. she's like crying into this like baby like onesie and she's like, <gasps> like I'm having a moment. And then she like shoves it up her nose. She's like <laughs> Provide a little foley for you what that sounded like. <laughs> this actress is that is I like this actress. Like Me she too. made it believable. I was like, oh I, boy. I liked a lot of things about well again, like the the imagery of the big pregnant belly was terrifying. Yeah. Um so pregnancy is in my top three fears. Yeah. There are three things that I fear. Um pregnancy, mirrors, and cockroaches. Mm. And yeah, like even just seeing a big pregnant belly, like, gives me a visceral, like, reaction. Yeah. The editing, if I could describe this editing, it's like the scene in Evil Dead 2 when Ash makes the chainsaw hand, combined with the editing in the scene when Flynn in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is preparing to call Sam and ask her out on a date. Everything was like, whoosh, whoosh, smash cut, smash cut, and I liked it. Yeah, no, it it adds, I feel like they knew, like, the director was going for a comedic tone at some point. Oh, yeah. Because the freeze frames, especially, yeah, the freeze frames of her with the little snake, Mm -hmm. that, like, that that was really it's like an 80s movie I half really expected cute. don't you forget about me right to start playing or what's like literally what it did it did the freeze frame and then it had like this little circle zoom on the snake it's like an 80s song about a snake uh, I don't white know snake's yeah. <laughs> white snake's a band yeah so white snake's song here I go again on my own <laughs> anyway that's that one I thought it was fun it didn't feel at all like St. Patrick's Day the way I know it but yeah. that's okay, whatever. They took a part of the lore of St. Patrick's Day and made something more like Celtic and kind of creepy with it, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. Yeah. Again, like, I guess, like, I understand maybe why they strayed away from images we may associate with St. Patrick's yeah. Day because Leprechaun is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the Leprechaun franchise is popular. So you can't really go that route, you know? So, yeah, like, that's true. I guess I understand, like, why they wanted to differentiate themselves. There and the director was... is Irish also, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, and Celtic myths are super interesting and cool to go into. Like, one of my favorite uh, St. Patrick's Day movies growing up was, I can't remember what it's called, but, like, a leprechaun, he makes a deal with a leprechaun that as long as he, like, finds his pot of gold or something, he can escape death. But then, like, the leprechaun keeps hiding it from him to teach him that death is a part of life. And then there's a whole big scene where this carriage comes along, like, this old Victorian carriage, and it's dark and gothic, and it's like death. And he makes him get inside, and he and the leprechaun have this, like, conversation while he's, like, being carted away to his death. And then he, like, gets out, and he's back in his house, and he's like, what? And the leprechaun's like, poked ya! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's great. That's amazing. It's like a Disney movie, but it, it, like, was one of the first movies that made me realize, oh, death. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably am remembering it completely wrong, but that's the impression my child brain got. Mm-hmm. All right, so the third one is Easter. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was 
that one? Yeah. Oh my. Can we just skip so, it? No, we can't. No. no. So the, 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 the this one is Brain directed by Nicholas McCarthy. Better not cross. Better not cross. Better not shout. I'm telling you why. Jesus Bunny's gonna tear out your heart or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So it opens on a little girl, and her mom's like tucking her in. She's like, "Oh, you know, Easter Bunny's coming tomorrow." And then the girl's asking her mom all these questions about like, "Well, who was it who told her her teacher or someone was like Jesus died?" Yeah. She's like, I think. Yeah. She's like, "Well, I heard that the that." Jesus died, and that's why we celebrate Easter, so why is there a bunny? Which is a legitimate question, mm-hmm. and it's something that always confused me as a kid. It's like, why is there a bunny? What does that have to do with Jesus? And so she's asking all these questions. Well, did Jesus really die and come back to life? Well, did the bunny die and come back to life? Mm-hmm. Well, what about my dad? Which, that's sad. Yeah. Um, and the mom's, you know, trying to answer it. So, anyway, that happens, and then um, little girl hears a noise in the middle of the night, gets up to get a drink of water, and like... She, well, first she finds a little chick. Like, she hears a little peeping sound, and there's a live chick in her living room. And she steps um, on something gooey, but I don't... Yeah, but we never find out what it is. Egg? It might, it might yeah, have been, like, we the... see an egg roll into the house, and then it, like, moves, which is kind of interesting. But anyway, there's, like, a shape in her living room, and you kind of see this big thing, like, moving around. And you're like, oh, creepy Easter bunny. But, um, I was not prepared. <laughs> so... Half, yeah, it's half like this, Jesus, half bunny. It's this w- all fucked up. Yeah, it's this weird hybrid it's of got, Jesus like, and nasty, the rabbit. Beady eyes, and it's got like its ears are like meat. It's got you know the little like the it's, holes in his hands where the nails went, and and mm-hmm. a whole chick comes out mm-hmm. of his hand. He has weird. Yeah, and he's, he's got, got the, the crown. Of, yeah, and he's got the crown of thorns and stuff. But uh, uh, the whole thing is just like, okay, it's a really cool image, honestly, because it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just... fucking funny as hell. Yeah. And then the short just takes a weird direction, because I honestly Cause... really liked the way it started. I think he like... the way I'm reading this is it's a nightmare. Like, yeah. everything about it reads childhood fear, and, like, that's the only way I can ex- explain the lack of logic. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll finish explaining it. Is he, like, he comes up to her, he sees her, and he comes up and he's like, touch, he asks her, he makes her touch the wound and the spear wound in his side, which is really creepy. And he starts groaning. It's weird. It's weird. And then he's like, no one's ever gonna find you again, because you've seen me, and so now you're gonna come with me, and- Like, take my place, right? Yeah, and it's Mm kind of weird and vague, and then he, like, feeds her this little egg, and you see her shadow start to transform and, like, grow ears, Mm -hmm. and that's the short- yeah. yeah. And then, like, her mom can't find her, so I guess she van- I don't know. Yeah. It's really odd, but, like, so- I have several questions. Yeah. This First my... of which, how dare you? <laughs> this was definitely my least favorite one, because, like- And, like, the start of it's not bad. I feel like- it... It's a legitimate question. What the fuck does a bunny have to do with Easter? Yeah, and so- yeah. And I like- I like the way you- I like what you brought up about, like, it comes off as kind of a nightmare, and that's mm-hmm. what makes the most sense, because, like- it could be this child's logic that creates this weird image that's, like, a hybrid between Jesus and a bunny, mm-hmm. and, like... Well, and, like, I always had dreams that someone was gonna make me go away from my mom. Yeah. And, like, that was something that was just really random. It's like, now you see me, you have to take my place, and you can never see your mommy again. And I'm like, oh, that's one of my fears I had as a kid. Like, I feel like some whoever made this had a very specific dream 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably. But then I feel like just the, yeah, like the idea is not bad. Just the execution is weird. Like the ending, I just don't get. Like he feeds her an egg and like. It's like communion almost. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like this well, it just short the... just didn't succeed in whatever it was trying yeah. to say. Um, I don't know what it was trying to say, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> Look, it had some weird undertones of, like, maybe... It was it was icky. I had icky feelings, especially when she touched his side and he put the egg in her mouth. I was like, this is icky. No. Yeah. Easter, I think, is hard to make scary because the story of Easter has, like, an element of horror already in it. And Easter Bunny is just very confusing. Yeah. Bunnies well, like, are hard to make scary. Well, like, the Easter story is supposed to be hopeful, too, mm -hmm. though. It's, like, supposed to be, like, a time of renewal and spring. And, like, you know, Jesus coming... What yeah. the fuck was he doing in her house? Yeah. That... Like, why was... What is she... You have to take my place. Take my place doing what? Breaking and entering? <laughs> bitch? Exactly. Yeah. Are you like those guys who, like, installs home security? It's like, I know your home's not secure. I Is he the Energizer Bunny? Is it the Energizer? <laughs> Maybe. He just keeps going yeah, and going, going and going. going. And now we know why. What if when, what if when Jesus Lock your dies, door windows, lock your, lock your doors, because he's bonifying everybody out there. <laughs> okay, but what if, in my, in my head, what she's thinking is that, like, I do kind of think this is her nightmare or something but like in my head i'm thinking like when when she thinks jesus died he came back to life as a rabbit man hmm. <laughs> maybe i mean yeah again like that's the only way this really makes sense is that when you think about it through that child logic of like confusion because again i know i mentioned this mm -hmm. before but i definitely had that confusion when i was a kid and it mm -hmm. took me a while to figure out like what easter means to me, because mm -hmm. I guess it means a different thing to different people. But yeah, I just don't really this one was think that this not... short succeeded. It was a little bit confusing. Mm -hmm. I don't think they, they took enough time really to... S well, the setup was fine, but then once you see this bunny man, like, you gotta do something with him. And what they did with him was just too confusing and yeah. too weird. Yeah. yeah, very awkward. Like, if there was a scene afterwards explaining what happened... No, I still think I wouldn't have liked it. I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright, next. Next. <laughs> Our next one is Mother's Day. Day. Oh. <gasps> this one legitimately scared me. One. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't as funny as St. Patrick's Day, but it definitely has to do with giving birth when you, like, uh, to something that's not human. Or maybe it is. Okay, so what is the... Who's, who wrote and directed it? Okay, so Mother's Day um, was written... No, it was directed by Sarah Dina Smith. Okay, so there's a woman who every time she has sex, she gets pregnant. And then her doctor recommends she go to this, like, spiritual retreat that her sister um, runs. And when she's there, she is drugged and... raped, made pregnant, and forced to be there to have the baby. Um, but she caught, one day she, they have to lessen the dosage once she's further along so that the, it doesn't affect the baby, and once she's aware enough, she gets a hold of a cell phone and calls the police right before she starts going into labor, and then the last thing we see is, like, a full-grown man's bloody hand reaching out of her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then it ends. And then it ends. Um, and it's like a cult of... Uh, this is something I thought. I didn't know if they were a cult of, like, devil worshippers. Like, people who wanted uh, to bring forth the devil or, like, some sort of demon. Or if it was just a bunch of women who wanted to use this woman's, like, you know, fertility to get babies of their own since they couldn't have them themselves. And then, like, just... The, the demon crazy part was just something that the, the fertility woman brought to the equation that they didn't expect. May, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, feel I like get the were... feeling that they knew all along that, like, this woman was capable of... Well, they said bearing... she's a gateway. Yeah. So I assume, like, she ends up pregnant mm-hmm. because, like, you know, she's, like, got some kind of... Well, they also, the lady in charge tells her, like, each time you abort it, it just comes back stronger. stronger. Which, like, you know, she's obviously talking about some sort of super natural entity. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the the ending was just really abrupt. And again, like, this is a concept that has been done so many times. Like, Rosemary's Baby did it, and Mm -hmm. did it better, so. How we had a snake baby two episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Was it two? Yeah, it was two. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... This one was more, I think, terrifying to me because I it put us in her perspective without yeah. with like they treated it seriously like it wasn't a joke what was happening mm-hmm. to her. There was a really weird drug sequence when they first kind of like get her to stay at this compound or whatever. Um, that got a little like trippy, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Um, but yeah, and at at a certain point, I was really scared it was gonna try to like, you know say something negative about like choice and pregnancy because it's a touchy topic but no they i think they pretty much came down on the side of no she should have had the right to choose all yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but like i don't know what like it was a little confusing what the cult wanted why they wanted it and like what it exactly was at the end the the big hunk and arm it was just so abrupt Mm mm-hmm I think this would have benefited from having more time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, uh, it kind of... Uh, this one... It's more the concept of having the baby, but for me... I don't know. I like the next one, like, actually talked about, like, the relationship between a father and a child. Yeah. This one didn't... Didn't talk, didn't about, talk that, about that at all. Like, she didn't yeah. feel like a mother she felt like a girl who was well a woman who was forced to go through this horrifying ordeal but like it didn't seem to me very much about motherhood Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is okay like it doesn't have to be it's kind of playing with the idea of like oh if a woman's pregnant then she's automatically a mother it's like no yeah she doesn't have to but i i would have liked i i think you're right though that i would have liked to see like a better exploration of motherhood like i guess i when i think about like a short that does that really well, um, the last short from XX, Her Only Living Son. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's a great horror short about motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you could even go the route of, like, the clingy, possessive mother. Carrie? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a lot of different ways you could go, and I feel like they just really kind of left a lot to be desired Or the Babadook, where, like, the difficulties of being a mother that no one really talks about. Like, I don't know, I feel like moms are such an important part of our, like, development as a kid, like, whether Mm -hmm. you wanted to be or not, so 
Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways to explore that, I guess. Yeah, and I guess I would have been more... And maybe it's just because it's the point I'm at in my life right now. I'm less interested in stories about pregnant mothers and mothers with infants, and I'm more interested in stories about, like, mothers with teenagers and, like, that relationship. Like, what do you do when your child grows older? How do you still guide them and parent them? And, like, how do you learn to let go? Mm -hmm. I just find that, like, such a, such an interesting idea that has a lot more potential. Um, Well, I hate, I don't mean to be that person, but I think it's easier to go for the horror of pregnancy rather than the horror that comes after it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that one. That's not terrible, just didn't stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to talk about some other podcasts on our network. Let's go with What You Call It. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. So What You Call It is a podcast where two friends sit back and talk about their interests. This is anything and everything. Movies, gaming, life, adorable cats. <laughs> it just feels like you're having a conversation with two friends. <laughs> so definitely check that out. Um, recently they've had a few guests on from other Lunar Light podcasts. So that's been really cool too. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of crossover. The second podcast we'd like to talk to you about is Deck of Friendship, which is devoted to reviewing anime that are based on real-life games. So they just recently finished the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! And now they have started a new TV show called Fighting Foodons, which sounds completely wild. Mm -hmm. I listened to their first episode about it, and oh my gosh, it's like basically a Pokemon knockoff. But, like, centered around food. Yeah. It's great. I highly recommend listening to those new episodes. And, like, even if you didn't listen to it before, this is a good place to jump in and start. Uh, So check that out also. Both of these podcasts can be found on LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, so let's get back to... Happy Father's Day! Father's Day! You know, good duck! You never be shit. You just, just like your father. This one was interesting. This one was the most interesting, I think, because it it had this night veil mystery yeah. kind of feel. Like it wasn't very reliant on like gore or like physical kind of horror. It was more this ethereal, almost like you brought up kind of a Lovecraftian like unknown. The Father's Day. I'm trying to pull it up again. Um, the Father's Day segment was directed by Anthony Scott Burns and written by him as well. So it revolves around this woman who gets a package in the mail. And inside it is like a VHS, not a VHS, like a, um, a tape player that has like a recorded message from her dad on it. And it was recorded at the time that she and her dad last saw each other. She was, like, really little, and so she didn't realize what was going on. But she gets it in the mail, and she listens to it, and, uh, she, like, kind of freaks out a little bit because she she thinks her dad's still alive and that he's sending her packages in the mail now, but it's, um, it, it's something that was sent to her after 20 years because she would, uh, be able to, like, see him then. 
she like stops the tape for a second, calls her mom, and leaves her message like, "Why didn't you tell me he was still alive? You know, this is this is awful. Why did you keep this from me?" And all this other stuff. But like, it's kind of, you know, I don't, he's not really alive. I don't think, or maybe he is. The ending is a little vague. So like, she goes to this place that her dad tells her to go to and listens to the B-side of the tape. And, um, it's him recording the, like, instructions to her from the past, um, during the time when she last saw her dad. There's, like, you can hear her as a kid talking in the background, like, talking to her dad and, like, picking up a stick and banging it on, like, the fence as they're walking along. And it's, like, it's, like, really good audio Oh my god, that nice. voice actor yeah. did such a good job. Yeah. Like, it's... it was, like, calming, but also kind of, like, you could tell something was up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he really did sound like he cared about her. And yeah. And, like, really... Like, I can understand why she she followed it. Like, there was such longing and love in that voice. Like, it's not like most horror movies where you're like, oh, girl, don't do it! Don't do it! He gonna kill you! Mm-hmm. It was like, you legitimately don't know his intent. Because he sounds yeah. like he really does want to just be with his kid. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as she's following his voice from this tape to, like, this building, like, she left her phone in the car and her mom's trying to call her and, um, she makes it to this building and she walks through a door and it goes outside to this, like, old porch and there's just like a chair sitting there and like as she approaches it like you can hear the dad on on the the tape saying like i love you so much and we will see each other again soon and um then as she like reaches up to like touch the chair there's like this like screaming face that comes out the side of it and then like there's kind of like a a cut and then she like just disappeared there's, like, no trace of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it ends like that. So, like, it's it's really interpretive, I think. Because it's not, there's not really a clear idea of what's going on. It definitely feels cultish. Like, I tried reading an interview, like, right after this one was over. Because I was like, what, what happened? Am I missing something? Uh, but he definitely meant it to be interpretive. But he mentioned something about the afterlife. And maybe, like, trying to connect to a parent- like that's gone mm-hmm. um that you remember their love and you you want you want answers desperately mm-hmm. um but uh, i don't know maybe maybe you can get caught making the same mistakes they do if you get too deep yeah maybe that could be i i feel like that's a good good interpretation of yeah it. like i don't it doesn't necessarily have to be like what he intended me to think, but I think I could make a justified argument for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, it's def- it's definitely about, like, wishing that a parent that you loved very much and didn't get to spend time with is still alive. That way you could do that. Like, mm-hmm. do stuff with them that you never got to. Mm. Um, I feel like it's also about, like, you know, parents, you know, wanting what's best for their kids, but maybe not knowing, like, that it could be a detriment to, like, them as, like, a person. Maybe, like, yeah. her disappearing is kind of, like, her falling into, like, the same kind of patterns that her dad did and, like, disappearing because she's not herself anymore or something. It could be it could be a load of different things. Mm. Um, I, I kind of 
am like leaning more towards like um it's it's like about you know I think it's about, like, a parent, you know, trying to, like, keep a child on their side, even though, like, it's not, you know, what's best for the kid, because, like, whatever the side is that, like, the parent wants them on is, like, not a safe environment for, like, a kid, even if, like, they're more grown up, like, because it could be, like, a toxic behavior or something else, and, like, they just want you know, their kid to understand, like, what's going on, but it's still, you know, not a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Stuff like that. I think, yeah. I, I think, think, like, I guess overall, just, like, the technique behind this one was my favorite, if that makes sense. Like, just the pure, like, filmmaking element of it mm-hmm. was really strong. The way the audio and the visuals kind of married perfectly, so... That was my favorite thing about it. Like, I guess just outside of, like, interpretations and stuff. Because I don't really know what my interpretation of it would be. But I just know that, like, I really enjoyed going on this journey. Yeah. I think, for me, the whole point was the feeling of wanting answers. The feeling of wanting closure. This longing to understand someone you love who left. And there's this, this hope and this... There's always a hope and a feeling that you'll understand why they did what they did and why they left and i think that is the thing that drives this plot forward and drives the interest that mis- that mystery because we always will have those questions about like people in our lives whether they be parents or friends or lovers or anything like that there's always that pull of why did this person leave why did they do what they do i just want to know mm-hmm. yeah and i think like, that's a good way to word it yeah and it's it's not necessarily i'm not mad that this film didn't really answer those questions because it was more about the the feeling of asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day. Um, what was the next one? Halloween, The, the next right? one is Halloween. Halloween. Written oh. and directed by Kevin Smith. <laughs> so, what did so I say? We've... It's like pairing a filet mignon with, like, I don't know, some... A half-melted Snickers bar. We've yeah. talked about another Kevin Smith horror film Cuss. in the past. Look, yes, people which... keep telling me that I need to watch the right films to get into Kevin Smith. But the problem is I keep watching the wrong ones first that make me not want to watch the good okay, ones. Okay, listen, he just, he went through a really weird phase. Because I think this short 2016 was done, yeah, around the time of Yoga Hosers and Tusk. Yeah. yeah, I think he just went through a really weird period in his life. Because from what I've heard, like, since the, I don't know, since the heart attack, He's been doing gotten, a lot better. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to get too much into his personal life because I don't know that much about him. Yeah, he seems like him. a nice guy. Yeah. I can't quit I, you, Kevin. <laughs> no, I genuinely like... Marty has brought me around. Yeah. And sold me on, like, some other Kevin Smith films. I mean, just a few weeks ago, we were at the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and yeah. I freaking loved it. It was very good. I've met people who've met Kevin Smith and have worked with Kevin Smith, and from what I hear, he's, the, like, the sweetest man you'll ever know. Like, he remembers your kids' names, even if you just, like, mention them in passing. And, like, he seems like a guy who just likes making movies with his friends. And I say keep going. He's got a very strange sense of humor. It reminds me of, like, a middle schooler who just found out and understood that, like, sexism exists and, like, women suffer. And he just got really mad about it and he wrote the best revenge story he could think of. Starring his daughter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, basically, which, like, 
I'm not mad about it, though, because I love revenge stories, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, some parts of it do just want to make me roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. like, let's get into it. So, the plot of this one is that there's a guy, what was his name? Ian? Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically, like, more or less is a pimp, I guess, for um, webcam girls. Like, mm-hmm. he has this apartment that all these girls stay at, and do webcam sex work and um he organizes all of this and he's like at the start of the short he's like calling up some other girls and like trying to hire them and he's like hey you know I'll let you come and stay in this nice apartment in the middle of LA and you'll get exposure and like get to hang with the celebrities and and you know really trying to sell them on this uh so right now he currently has three girls living at this place and he's like an asshole to them he buys them this like cheap discount halloween candy and like is harassing them about like when he gets back to the house one of them's upset because someone on the chat called her a slut while she was doing her webcam work and so the others are trying to comfort her and he like yells at her and is like well too bad you know get back to work and like you guys should be on the webcam 24 7 and and then he, like, basically tries to make one of them have sex with him. He's like, okay, show me your pussy, and, and basically tries to rape one of them. And mm-hmm. just being and then an asshole. Then yeah. one of them, I think it's Harley Quinn Smith's character, yeah. um, she hits him in the head with a microwave, and then he comes to, and... The- <laughs> oh, yeah, no, this was wild. Oh, God! So, like, when he wakes up, you don't know what's going on at first. You just see, like, this black cord going into his underwear, uh-huh. and he tugs on it and, like, yells, and you're like, it's okay, like- what's going on here? So then mm-hmm. the, he's in this, he's locked in this room, and there's a computer set up. Like, he's being filmed, and the girls are on the chat. Mm-hmm. And so they send him a message, and they're like, hey, we got a vibrator, Suck it up your butt, glued your asshole shut, and hooked it up to a car battery. <laughs> and we're gonna, like, turn it on and make it vibrate. And and yeah. they're kind of giving him a hard time. And then they shove a knife under the door and they're like, show us your pussy. And he's like, I don't have one. And they're like, well, then make one. <laughs> and they're like, or else we're gonna turn it up to ten. And... He's screaming, and, and yeah. it's it's kind of funny, but also, like, kind of nonsensical. Yeah. <laughs> um, Apparently the vibration it, at, at the one setting is enough to, like, cause pain, so, yeah. like... Well, I mean, if it's hooked up to a car battery, probably. It's yeah. probably going stronger than it should. I don't I'm know. Gonna, I don't I'm know how do vibrators these. work. I'm gonna do these now at miles per hour, so I'm gonna say one is, like, ten miles per hour. So he's got a oh. dildo going ten miles an hour okay. up his butt. I guess that makes it. I guess, I don't even know how vibrators work, but, I mean, uh, clearly Kevin Smith kind of doesn't know. either. <laughs> I don't know how a vibrator hooked up to a car battery would work. I I'm don't just, either. Apparently, my, surprisingly well. But my big, my big question is, like, why didn't he just cut the cord? Because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, that's like, fair, but... So then it gets to them watching him, and he does end up cutting off his balls or something, and then I'm assuming he ends up dying because... They crank it up to ten. Okay. Yeah, the girls, and then they crank the it up to ten anyways. One, one of the girls, 
girls goes, this is boring. What happens when he turns to ten and she turns it up to ten and you hear this like splat noise? So like I assume he exploded. <laughs> I guess That's, I guess ten would be a hundred miles an hour. So we had a dildo going a hundred miles up an hour plus Ouch. no plus he cut off his genitalia. Yeah. So I'm assuming his body like rocketed through the Which, ceiling due to ow. the cartoon logic of or, this like, short. It was I vibrating guess. so hard it went through the hole that he had made through his body. Ew. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't want to think about it too hard. Yeah, I don't want to. It's like the reverse of the snake baby birth. (laughs) (laughs) It just kept going further up. Well, anyways, as soon as, like, he dies, they're, like, sitting there kind of giggling about it, and then they hear someone, like, knocking at the door, and it's another, another cam girl, and she's like, Hey, is Ian here? Uh, he flew me out here so oh, we could do webcam. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, oh, it's under new management now, mm-hmm. and that's the short. Um, yeah. Don't you just love the Hollywood spirit when yeah, a dildo rockets so hard don't... through your body? <laughs> yeah, we talked about it when we watched this. It doesn't have much to do with Halloween aside from him buying Halloween candy at the beginning, and then there's a little bit about like, like they're in the costumes. Three... Well, no, the three girls. When he comes back, they're watching a Halloween cartoon as witches. And mm-hmm. so then they bring it up with him. They're like, you shouldn't mess with us because, you know, women, we're like witches and there's three of us. We're like yeah. a coven and we're stronger. And so they, like, try to tie it into Halloween. But I, this, definitely out of all of the shorts, this has, I feel like, the least connection to the holiday. Yeah. Especially the Which is one. funny because Halloween's, like, the easiest one to make scary. Yeah. You know? I feel like Kevin Smith just, like, already had this idea and then he was approached He's to be like, part of this yeah, movie, and he's like, film? sure. And this, so we'll he just, just, like, added Halloween yeah. into the script, like, in, like, one or two lines, and then they were like, okay. This feels like another podcast movie pitch <laughs> yeah, that he really just does. made with his buddies. At least they were smart enough to make this one into a short, Because, like, talking yeah. about it, I like it more than watching it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of yeah. like Tusk. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to really gauge how I feel about this, because on the one hand, I really there's just a part of me that will always love revenge films mm-hmm. especially violent ones it's just that gleeful little part of me you know that like there's a 14 year old child inside of me <laughs> who would get pissed about their friends being catcalled mm-hmm. and be like mm, i want to kick a man's dick inside out yeah. <laughs> and, and so like you know what? Uh, I, there's just a part of me that really enjoys this. Yeah, that was um, a wonderful visual. So, yeah, there's that part of me that's, like, gleeful, but then also, like you said, it just feels very, like, child- Maybe that's why it appeals to the childish part of me. It just mm-hmm. feels very childish, mm-hmm. of, like, someone who just learned yeah. what feminism is and thinks yeah. that they're a making second. a statement. People take advantage of sex workers. Mm, that makes me so mad. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, Kevin Smith's sense of humor is very childish, in my opinion. It's a lot of stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I rolled my eyes at it, but, like, it's it's harmless, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had fun watching it. Like, Yeah. It just had nothing to do with Halloween. <laughs> I, I, I think that Kevin Smith has definitely made better things, but, yeah. like, he's also made worse things. <laughs> That's so true. I did like this better than Tusk. Yeah, I, I like this a lot better that. than Tusk. It was shorter. It I wanted more... to root for the heroes on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show, also, just the show us your pussy. Because I also had his line of thinking. I'm like, what? Like, show him your dick? And then yeah. like, he's like, I'm like, why? And then he's like, no, no. Cut one. And I'm like, are you 
Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Happy Halloween! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I think yeah. I'll stick with Trick or Treat in terms of Halloween anthologies. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I can't quit you, Kevin! <laughs> I love Kevin Smith. I don't I don't want to say anything bad about him, because I have a feeling he's just the sweetest, kindest guy but in the world. Like and again, he... his heart's in the right place! I feel like he's I mean... also self-deprecating enough, though, that he yeah. wouldn't care. I hope so, yeah. but he's just such a sweet man. Like, God bless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also the short... <laughs> wackadoo. Yeah. Yeah. Little wackadoo. Not my least favorite, though. Yeah, not my least favorite Just either. Just the bunny Jesus. Bun- bunny Jesus. Yes. Okay. Bunny Jesus, I rebuke thee. <laughs> Let's uh, Get go behind me. Go on to the next one, I guess. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> A Black Mirror. Ah, uh, yes, the new Black Mirror episode. <laughs> Ah, yes. Right, I'm, let me look up. So, Seth Green is in this one. Uh, known to play as uh, Chris Griffin, the guy that made Robot Chicken, uh, uh, Scott Evil, and Austin Powers, a bunch of other stuff, Oz and Buffy. Yes, Oz uh, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, oh, yeah, he was Richie Dozier in it. Yep. Um, he was... Oh, God, what else has he done? He's done, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, this was probably the weirdest thing I've seen him in. Really? Counting Family Guy? No, he was in... Wasn't he in the Star Wars TV show that got canceled? Star Wars Detours. I know he was on Clone Wars for sure. I think Star Wars Detours was, like, made by the same people who kind of did Robot Chicken, so that's feasible. Yeah. Anyway, okay, Robot Chicken's the weirdest thing We're getting off topic. Okay, so Hannah... It's Hannah's turn, right? Yes, it is my turn. So the Christmas one was, uh, directed by Scott Stewart, and it was written... By Scott Stewart. Okay. I thought there was another one, but it's just Scott Stewart. Alright, so it is Christmas time, and Seth Green plays a father who is trying to get into a toy store before it closes to get this new, like, what looks like a VR headset. Kinda. It's like UVU or something. Yeah, yeah it's something Uvu. Like Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like a virtual reality thing where it like scans your brain and like shows you things you it's weird. It shows it's... your deepest desires. It shows your deepest desires, but also like your subconscious maybe? Yeah. Things you do. I don't know. Anyway, so he gets there and some other dad buys the last one and Seth Green's like, oh nuts. And then he goes to his car and he sees the guy is having a heart attack and he's reaching for his medication on the ground. And Seth Green's like, oh, I'll help you. But then he sees the VR headset and decides to just take that and run instead of helping the guy. Um, so the technology scans your brain and shows you things you see. And things you want or things you, you're thinking about. I don't know. Um, his son sees himself on Mars. Cool. Good kid. Only character I like. Um, <laughs> he just wants to go to space. Um, but Seth Green sees some SNM sexy times. And also, uh, his guilty conscience sees the man dying alone on the street. Mm-hmm. And then later in the movie, his wife is like, I've been looking at his VR headset. I know what you're watching. And he's like, is, uh, what is his little speech? He's, she's like, why did you do it? Why did you do it? And he's like, I, it was because I wanted it and I was tired of being nice or something. Yeah. And she thinks he's talking about the S&M sexy time. She's like, actually, that's... we don't know if she's actually talking about the fact that he that's stole true. it or if she's talking about the sexy time. Either stuff. way, she's into it and they fuck. 
Um, yeah. And then the next day, he looks at the VR headset, which she was using, and finds out that she... Murdered her boss. Murdered her boss because earlier in the uh, episode she was complaining about how he didn't give her a Christmas bonus. Mm -hmm. And that's how the short ends. Yep. Yep. Um, like, cool, you're both fucked up. I hope your kid lives with your parents or something. Hope they're not gross. At first I, I didn't like this because I thought it was going to be like, oh, consumerism, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And it still is, but it's also like wacky hijinks level of like yeah. comedy where yeah. you're like, what the fuck? The comedic timing was pulled off really well, yeah. I think. Like, especially the ending. Yeah. yeah. And Seth Green's like, what the fuck face is actually pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it ended up going better than it, because when it first started, I was like, mm, not digging this, because I really, I said this to you, I don't like mean-spirited Christmas things. Mm -hmm. It just, like, doesn't feel right. I'm, I don't know, I'm just a traditionalist about Christmas. I like yeah. my happy Christmas feel-good <laughs> kinds of things. I mean, Aside like, from, like, maybe Krampus, which, but that, like, walks the border. Yeah, because yeah, like, the family does legitimately care about each other, yeah. and, like, the reason Krampus comes is they're all, like... And it's like, no. and I it's guess just, like knowing the yeah. heart and soul put into that movie makes me happy. It's like my kind of wholesome. I, I kind mm. of like when Christmas movies have that kind of like discrepancy, but then like it's okay in the end because people understand each other and that's what Christmas is about. Yeah, yeah. this one was mean-spirited, but I think it was more, hey, w wouldn't it be fucked up if these people saw that like they were fucked up? I think it was because like they did the, the thing of just upping the ante. Yeah. Where it wasn't just a mean-spirited, like, grouchy kind of feeling. It was more like, well, this is kind of a grouchy feeling. Hey, psycho murdering one. Yeah, Please. they did. I like the way you worded that. Yeah, they mm -hmm. kind of elevated it. And it, and I think the comedy definitely helps a lot, too. Yeah. yeah, it's not like Christmas isn't the enemy anymore. It's like, wow, we're fucked up people. Yeah, yeah. this whole family is just really weird. Yeah, it's not pointing out necessarily that Christmas is, like, because I hate mean spirit. I think you're right. I think mean spirited movies like point out like Christmas is such a hypocritical time of year. Love, happiness, meh. but this one's more like, well, people do fucked up shit sometimes yeah. at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, like this family's weird I mean, and they were gonna do weird like, stuff no matter what. It's kind of yeah. like the last one. People do fucked up shit sometimes is at Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one didn't necessarily have to be at Christmas. Yeah. But it really like, didn't. It was more like. Could have been a birthday. Kind of like Gremlins doesn't have to take place at Christmas, but also yeah. Gremlins takes advantage of the Christmas aesthetic. Mm -hmm. This one mm -hmm. was more like, oh, she's committing murder and she's wearing a Santa hat. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Throw a Santa hat on it. Call it Christmas. Um, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. it. It had a good, good comedic timing, which helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shall we move to the next and the last I one? I think the last one. Oh, this one's my favorite. I love that. Right, this one um, is New Year's Eve, directed by Adam Egypt Mortimer, and written by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. So this one, it starts out with this guy who is kind of a clumsy murderer. Um, he, like, goes on dating apps, finds women, um, and when he gets rejected, he kidnaps them and murders them, basically. I don't even know if he even gets to the rejection part. Uh, yeah, he might just be a stalker. I don't know. But, like, he, like, keeps a book of, like, like pictures of them and, like, and just, like, ties them up and, like, kill kills them. Um, and then, like, he ends up still on, like, this dating app and, like, he matches with this girl. 
and she's like, can't be worse than the last one. And so, like, this serial killer and this lady go on a date. And, <laughs> and uh, it's, like, really awkward. Yeah, they spend half the date talking about teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, show me your teeth. They must be pearly white. And she's like, whatever, okay. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that picture of Chrissy Teigen, like, me. <laughs> It's, like, basically the worst date ever, but they're both kind of into it. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, it's like, you like, want to go home? It's like, you want to go to my place? It's New Year's Eve. So she's like, you want to go to my place? It's New Year's Eve. We watch the ball drop. They go back to her place, and, like, <laughs> he, like, leans in to kiss her or something. She's like, can I take your coat? And he's like, uh, oh, sure. And then, like, she basically just grabs his dick through his pants and he's like whoa what um uh i have to go to the bathroom (laughs) and so like while he's while he's in the bathroom he uh he's like he like sticks her toothbrush in his mouth yeah he's really weird like yeah he's getting ready to chloroform yeah he has chloroform out yeah and so like and then he he like opens her medicine cabinet and there's just like a (laughs) shit ton of jars of like eyeballs and organs then you like see one for <laughs> one for him i have a pun i'm really proud um, of I, his name's like reggie i think the ball hasn't dropped yet but the other shoe sure has uh, yep <laughs> <laughs> um but like so like there's like one jar it's already labeled reggie on it and it's like got his teeth on it so like it looks like she's gonna like just pull his jaw out or something and pickle it but, like, as soon as he opens that up, then he, like, turns around and opens the curtain to the shower, and there's just, like, stacks of dead bodies in there. And then she, like, just busts through the bathroom door, and she's wearing this, like, American Psycho-type clear raincoat. <laughs> and she's got an axe, and she's, like, trying to chop at him. And he's, like, she, like, hits the sink, the sink breaks, and he's, like, throwing chunks of sink at her as he's trying to escape. And she, like, chops his foot off, and so he's crawling on the floor. And then, and then like, he, like, makes it to his jacket pocket where he's keeping a gun. And, uh, he grabs the gun. And, like, it's established earlier that he's really clumsy with loading the gun. And so, like, he, he like, either forgot to load it or it's not on the right bullet chamber. And he, like, points it at her and shoots and it doesn't do anything. And so she's just, like, standing there staring at him and she just, like... Axes him in the middle of the Right face. as the ball drops. Yes. Happy New Year. Yeah, she yeah. says she says Feliz Año Nuevo, um then something else, I don't remember. And that was the end of that one. Yeah. I so good. love this one because it takes advantage of this idea. Cause I think that's what most people associate New Year's with now. It's like, oh, New Year, like, um the either kiss. the kiss and um like, you know, New Year's resolution. So you could either be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um and I like that they went with this because this is oh, I fucking love this goddamn sitcom I know silliness. And it I was kind it. of adorable, honestly. Like these two serial killers who meet and, yeah. and then, you know, obviously percent match. Yeah. It was like Mr. Well, and Mrs. Smith, um, mixed with the hunting patterns and mating patterns of praying mantises. Yes. And also, <laughs> what was it? I like that they also very well captured that this guy isn't legitimately looking for connection because, like, she's into it the whole day. She likes, she's like, want to go to my place? Want, and she, like, grabs his deep penis and he, and he still is gonna chloroform her and, like, take it back. It's more about, like, 
this fixation you have with being with someone than actually being with someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I just love the turning of the tables of like, <laughs> bitch, mm-hmm. you thought? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's hilarious. And just, I don't know. I, and also the, just you didn't know if they were gonna actually end up together because they are very similar or not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man. And also just her making him, un- her, like, a woman making a serial killer uncomfortable is also just really fun <laughs> yeah. to see. Yeah. <sighs> it was good. Oh, my God. Oh, that looks so funny. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, um, I'm trying to think. It's like if, I don't know, someone tried to kill Hannibal Lecter or something. <laughs> like, if Hannibal Lecter accidentally went on a date with, like, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that would be, like, the most awkward date ever, though. They're both businessmen. Suits. Mm-hmm. Refined taste. Patrick Payton would say something like, I'm gonna fucking murder you, and Hannibal would go, how hard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> how would you do it? <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, basically, like, in what way, how would you do it? Tell me in detail. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, honestly, that would be the, it's like, I'm going to murder you. Kinky. <laughs> oh now, now, is it Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs or Hannibal Lecter from Hannibal? Um, Hannibal Lecter from Hannibal is a, Hannibal he's already from... given his heart to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I feel like, remember, this situation kind of happened when he met the guy who, like, made vocal cord oh, yeah. instruments. Anyway, this isn't about Hannibal, this is about this one. I just thought it was adorable. It had a joke, it committed, it did the joke, and it got out. And I had fun, and it felt like New Year's. Yes. Hallelujah. It, it was a strong way to end the movie. I, yeah, mm-hmm. it was very good. So, was, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I just also like that this one didn't have a framing device. Because, like, sometimes anthologies, they don't need a framing device. Yeah. Like, it's fine yeah. as I it is. Agree. Like, that's, that's something that sometimes I'm like, eh. I, like, I liked the, like, title cards. Yeah, those were where cute. they were, like, yeah. little cards. That was, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we were, when we finished this movie, we were talking about, like, ooh, if they ever made a sequel, like, what would be some other holidays they could talk about? Because I was disappointed they didn't do Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. which I think is a missed opportunity. And they didn't do Fourth of July, which I think you could do something really weird with. Have you seen, um, oh god, what's that movie, Grindhouse? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, I can't remember which horror movie director, but a famous horror movie director... Quentin Tarantino's involved with that movie. Right, but there's, like, a short in between the two big movies. That's, like, a Thanksgiving Day Massacre movie. Mm. Um, And it's done by a big director. I can't... It might be... It's Eli Roth. Eli Roth. He did it. Um, And it's, like, all about turkeys and, like, murder and stuff. Get him in the next one. That one... That was fun. Yeah. I don't really care for his filmography. Get him. Why not? But the... what else were we talking about? So it was harder to think of ideas. We were like July, Arbor, really yeah, Arbor Day and Labor Day, and then but then uh, you came up with April Fools. Which yes, right. When that we were would recording. be so great. I feel like Hanukkah would be a fun one too. Yeah, that would be fun. Hanukkah, you could do some stuff with. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be the person to say what you could do with Hanukkah, but you know, I think. I mean, you could also do Passover. I mean, Eight Crazy Nights is a pretty scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> President's Day. Yeah, we talked about, like, a scenario where um, a new president has just taken office, and then he finds out the White House is haunted. What if all the White House ghosts just kill Donald Trump? Please? I'd like that. Ghost of Abe Lincoln, if you're listening, please. Abe Lincoln, we know you're out there. 
George Washington buried that hatchet in the cherry tree of Donald Trump's head. (laughs) (laughs) What else? There's, I feel like Groundhog Day you could do something else with. It would be difficult because of, you know, the strong connotations of the Bill Murray movie, but I think that it does, you know, like, it doesn't have to just be one thing. It can be a Yeah, you could do something about it. Groundhog Day is eight more weeks of winter. Like, maybe, like, it's like a nuclear winter. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I like your thinking. Um, what um, else? There was, um... Oh, we talked summer, about summer Columbus Day, Day, but that's already a... That's already got some... A real-life horror. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, see, it's like, Midsommar is already a movie, so you can't really do that. Right. There was, um... Tax. Election Day. Day. Election Day. Oh, fuck. April Fool's Day, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. you said you could, we could, like, maybe do something with Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Like, Coco's got a start. Yeah. I feel death like... Death is scary. I'm just thinking about it, But I guess it, the like... point of Dia de Muertos, though, is that, like, yeah. death isn't supposed to be scary. Yeah, Dia... Oh, that's true. That's Dia de Muertos like... is kind of like the Mexican Thanksgiving. But, head. like, it actually kind of is. Yeah. But, like, you don't have to... I guess, like, you... You know, thinking about some of these shorts on this film, they really didn't incorporate the holiday, like, a whole lot. Yeah. So you could even just do a horror Please short. Do Halloween again. <laughs> you could do a horror short that's, like, set during one of these holidays, but it doesn't actually have to incorporate the themes of the holiday super hard. Like, and, like, maybe you could do something with, like, all the bullshit holidays on Facebook. Like, it's Princess Day. <laughs> National yeah. Hot Dog Day. Hot diggity dog. Uh, um... um <laughs> There's, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to go take holidays from other cultures, though, like, Boxing Day, that would be a nice setting for a... Mm -hmm. Yeah, the difficulty is, like, with some of these holidays is how, how to go about them. Like, some of them you can't, like, it depends on how serious the the issues surrounding the holiday are. Yeah, well, yeah, that's... Like, Easter must have been true. But also, there are so many religious horror movies out there. Yeah, but if it's a, but I guess, like, you're thinking, like, the theme of this film's still comedic, mm-hmm. so, like, that's hard, because, like, you can make a horror movie around religion, but, like, it's hard to make a horror comedy based around religion, so I think it's... The Lord of Life Brown? Yes. Oh, yeah. But, um... But I, I see, so I, I see what you mean. would be the hard thing, and especially, like, you know, like, you don't want to hurt any groups that have already been... Hurt. Right, yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. But at the same time, like, I really do think you could probably make a Hanukkah-themed horror short. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't know how that would work. I think there's actually a movie, like, a horror movie about Hanukkah in the works. It had, like, a GoFundMe or something, um, or, like, a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And I think it reached its goal. I just don't know if it's still being made. And I know for a fact that the writer and director were Jewish. Mm. So, I'm, like... I don't, I don't know if it's been made, I don't know if it's still in production, but I know that they had a GoFundMe for it at some point, and that they had a good lineup of people to, like, helm it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch the hell out of something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can just do, redo some of these. Like, there are yeah. a million stories that could be told about Thanksgiving. Well, how many, let's see, how many holidays did they have in this one, and then how, could we come up with that many different ones for the sequel? We had, uh, we had eight. Okay. Yeah. So we have April Fool's Day, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Fourth um, of July. Fourth of July. 
You could do President's it. Day. Yeah, President's Day. You could do a generic one that's like birthday. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. birthday. You know, mm-hmm. that's a holiday. Mm-hmm. Birthday. Um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, why not? Groundhog Day. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. I still think you could do something cool with Earth Day. Earth Day. Yes. Mother. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Mother. Oh no! I take back. I don't want Groundhog Day. I want Arbor Day. Damn it. <laughs> Arbor Day. They, we, Arbor Day. And the people be like, it's trees. the same as Earth Day. No. It's not the same as Earth Day. This is specifically about the trees. Respect the trees. Respect the trees. This is the Lorax, but this time he's pissed. <laughs> Lorax, but he has a gun. Gone with that pacifist ideology. He's like, oh, my name's the Lorax, and I kick ass for the trees. <laughs> the <laughs> Sorry, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the Onesler fucked up one too many times, and now Danny DeVito's after him. <laughs> Danny AR-15. DeVito just, just teams up with the trees from Evil Dead. <laughs> yep. yep. God damn it. Oh, goodness. Well, I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Yeah. So, I apologize. I hope we didn't offend anyone. If I did, I apologize. But yeah, thank you for listening. Um, I just want to give a special shout out to people on the Lunar Light Fan Discord. You guys have been really great, and I just love talking with y'all, and it, yeah, y'all it's just fun. Yeah, y'all have been super duper vocal as of late, and it's, like, really heartwarming to see, because, like, I don't think we ever thought that we were going to get to a point where we would be so popular as to have people, like, talk about episodes we've done as, like, things that cheer them up and, like, they listen to on a on a, on a frequent basis. I'm so happy yeah. to hear people think Jigsaw is such a big piece of shit as me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe bigger. Oh, yeah. It's, no, that's been really yeah. great. Oh, and I, by the way, I promise we have not forgotten about the Saw um, about doing more Saw episodes. We had we actually recorded a while back an episode about Saw 2, and then I had a mishap where my laptop broke and I lost the episode. It happened to be, thankfully, the only episode that I lost, but I lost that, so... It just means that we're gonna we'll have, to, have to redo it, it at some point. Um, right. As soon as I forget what happens, which is kind of now... <laughs> I think I've forgotten what happens in that movie. Anyways, um, we'll, we'll get to that soon. That we made jokes about the cake boss. Jersey that. Mike shenanigans. Jersey Mike. Yep, Jersey yep. Mike. Um, I think that's gonna be the only character's name I remember, and I don't even remember Obi. if it's actually- Oh, Obi. Obi, yeah. Mr. Kenobi's got some business to take care of with the puppet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can find our podcast on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill, and uh, follow Lunar Light at Lunar Light HQ. Check out the other podcasts on our network. They're wonderful. And- this Thanksgiving, we're thankful for you. We are. And thankful for getting to watch movies together. Yes. Yeah. Enjoy your holiday season and have a good night.